Welcome to the Vital Doc Talk podcast. This is Vlad, and today we have Dr. Joy on the other line here. Um, and I'm actually recording this as well um, <clears throat> because she's working from her office. So let's do a quick uh, uh, background on on you, Dr. Joy. So why don't you tell the, I guess the audience for for the, why don't you tell the audience for their own benefit, Dr. Joy? Kind of first of all, how do you say your last name? How, how about we start with that? Emphasis on the second syllable. So yeah, Dr. Joy post them. But trust me, Vlad, everyone just calls me Dr. Joy. <laughs> okay, that's great, Dr. Joy. So um, yeah, so this is episode number three on the Vital Doc Talk podcast. And I wanted to have Dr. Joy on because I spoke to her. Um, so, you know, we're always trying to build a community. We see us as like collaborators, not, um, you know, just like transaction makers in the industry. And we're always trying to push the field forward. So we were interviewing Dr. Joy for a blog post we did. And then she was interested in, you know, talking more about SEO and stuff like that. And so we jumped on a call and she's, she's actually a very savvy marketer. I thought it was going to be somebody who didn't know and just had a bunch of questions, but she gave me a, a bunch of great answers. So um, Dr. Joy, for the audience out there that are maybe just starting to, to market, et cetera, um, what did you, what was your journey like when you first started and kind of what were the tips and tricks you've learned since then? Um, the, one of the things that I learned from my employer uh, as an associate when I first bought my dental practice was to spend a lot of your overhead on marketing because you want everyone to know where you are and what you do, what, mm -hmm. what your dentistry, how your dentistry is different than you know, the person down the block or upstairs from you, um, especially you know, in, in a larger city like Chicago where I'm at. You know, there's, there's 7,000 of us in just in city proper alone, mm. let alone Chicagoland. So by, you really want to spread the word as far as possible and in many avenues as possible to get the word out that you exist. That, that's first and foremost. And so the first two to four years needs to be really spent on that. Mm -hmm. And then you, you're hoping within that two, you know, that, you know, third, fourth year, you're hoping that you're getting a lot of personal referrals that you're, you know, you're doing, you're doing a good job and you're, and you're practicing well and you've got a good team. And so you're hoping for the personal referrals, but what is more calculatable is, is actually figuring out where you want to be focusing on. Now you can hone in. You can be honing in on, okay, I really want to be focusing on this neighborhood. I really want to be focusing on this zip code. I really want to be focusing um, in this parish or this community. Uh, because I think already, you know, getting a lot of patients from there and, uh, I want to be able to reach out to as many people in that grouping as possible. Um, so that is also, you know, very important as well on a social media standpoint. Um, I, I choose to do my things organically. So it sounds like it's really coming from me. So by doing, um, the Facebook page, of course, and the, and the LinkedIn page. And now, you know, there's, you know, there has been for a while now Instagram. And the great thing about all three of those is that with your hashtags, you can really also then focus on, you know, once again, your neighborhood or, you know, you, I could be as broad based as Chicago dentist, but I'm going to be more focusing on my neighborhood. So I'm going to say, you know, hashtag Lincolnwood dentist because that's a neighborhood that's just north of me and that's an area I really want to be, you know, growing my business in. Or hashtag Edgebrook Dennis, 
because that is a neighborhood of Chicago that I would really like to also be generating more, more patients from. So that is incredibly important to, to really be going after the, the um, clientele or for me patients, if you will, that you really want to be working with. Awesome. Awesome. That's great tips. You know, I think a lot of doctors to definitely step it up on social media and it sounds like, so your strategy is you've got that hashtag game on lock, um, you know, and you're basically getting all of the, the industry, the neighborhoods, you know, that are interested in your industry to talk about you. Um, can you go into a little bit more about maybe posting strategies? Like, do you have a preferred social media channel you like? Um, wh or maybe what's your thought process on when going, if you're a doctor just starting on to, you know, a, a social media channel, like how should they figure out their strategy for postings? That is a really great question. Thank you. Uh, with, I'll just start with Facebook. Uh, Facebook, um, very easy to navigate. What's great about Facebook, especially for your business and only with your business, is that you can pre-post, pre-plan your posting hmm. for at least a month. You can, you can, so for, what, for example, so it's like maybe the third or fourth week of the month, on a Sunday, I'll just spend one to two hours and just generate posts and schedule them. Mm -hmm. And what happens is you literally get an email, free, this is all free, by the way, analytics wow. of, yeah, so at 9 a.m., you know, so when I first started it, I was I was doing it all different hours. So I really okay. wanted to see who was being engaged, who, who, was, um, who was it reaching out to. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it turns out that it's right around lunchtime. So all my posts now are generated or focused or scheduled between the hours of, you know, for Central Standard Time, 12 and 2 p.m. So that way I know that I'm getting the most uh, engagement for my, uh, for my audience. Uh, that, was, that was really huge for me. And uh, like I said, that's free. Um, and so with Facebook, what am I posting? I'm, I'm posting informational stuff, but you can also be casual as well. So, you know, there was one viral um uh, Facebook uh, posting about a uh, dentist on the East Coast who was, you know, doing the happy dance with his patients and then by himself, and then was happy. You know, it, it went it went absolutely viral. That was a, that was actually a Facebook posting. Um, and something wow. that, you know could be as, as funny as that, um, or you know, you, it could be more serious. You could also try to you know ask questions and see if people are going to respond. You know, sweet or savory. Uh, you know, what's your you know what's your you know, what's your habit? What do you like? You know, what do you like? What do you prefer? Stuff like that. Um, so that's, that's where Facebook comes in. You re, it really runs the gamut and you can really make it as playful or as serious as you want it to be. It's a great platform for that. With yeah. LinkedIn, it is more, way more professional, way more serious, and you really want to be sounding like an expert. Mm. You're not going to be posting the happy, I mean, if you, you could be posting the happy dance, you know, on LinkedIn, but you're not going to be taken very seriously, especially if that's your first post. Mm -hmm. um, so with LinkedIn, you really want to be either creating original content on a subject that you really do know a lot about and then following it up with hashtags. Or I, I maybe I'm taking the lazy way out, but it's something that people I know are going to read. I'm, I'm incorporating a post from WebMD. I'm incorporating a post from um, Healthline, uh, wow. so on and so forth. So I will take this post, I will take this, you know, particular article, for example, and be like, you know what, I don't agree with it, and here's why. That's cool. Um, I found that I get a lot more, I get a lot more engagement um, when I say, when I disagree with something, uh, and then explain why, then versus, you know, two thumbs up, you know, keep up the good work, you know, time, or whatever, you know, New York, 
you know, you know, New York Times. I get way more uh, feedback, um, both positive and negative, which is good. That's engagement, right? Hundred percent. You're showing up. You're, you're being seen. Um, with when I disagree with an article, so now I'm really searching for those, right? That's um, gold. Instagram. I, I got to admit, Instagram for me, I am. It's probably the weakest of the three. I'm really trying to uh, incorporate it more. Uh, learning, you know, the pros and cons of, of, of what you have in a profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once again, I mean, if you thought that anything goes with Facebook, really anything goes with, with Instagram. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one of the things that I, I one of the things that I um, am going to be doing with my page that I have not done yet is uh, having those highlights on top and making sure that I'm differentiating my profile. So this is about um, the nursing home patients that I see. This is about my own office. This is about my name is Joy. So I try to find joy in all things. So one of my highlights is going to be, you know, just the word or term, my name, Joy. Um, and, and breaking it down that way. Uh, and then engaging more on Instagram. My go-to, I'm 47, so I think it has to do with my, my age group. Um, you know, my, the, my go-to is Facebook. Uh, but are those, I mean, are those, are they the people that I continuously want to be focusing on all the time? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. I want to be. I want to be focusing to the younger crowd too, because that's what they love their teeth. They want their teeth, and they want their teeth to be beautiful. For sure. And I can do that to them, you know. And by being older than them, I will look. You know, I will be seen as seasoned and experienced. So that is a good thing, and and therefore I should be uh, promoting more of my practice on Instagram. Yeah, on Instagram, I've seen a, a couple of people do the before and afters, which I think is great in the medical field because you can have really clear, you know, before and after photos and, you know, photos with happy clients, um, you know, and, and I can connect you to, to um, Sarah, who actually, she, when she, before she joined our team, we just do search and optimization. That's, that's our specialty. But she actually used to work for an Instagram influencer. And so when oh, she wow. first joined the team, I had a, to, to be a marketing assistant for my company, what I did was I made, I make everybody do like a little test before. And so I had a competition for like the best ideas and she was actually able to generate conversations for her first week with potential clients through Instagram by DMing them. And that's like her niche. So I can, so I can basically hook you up with her and she'll, uh, you know, talk to you about that and like her strategies. She still does like a, she like landed her influencer, um, a deal with McDonald's. So I was like, I was like, if you, if you guys McDonald's a client, Sarah, you're hired. But, uh, uh, yeah, um, base, yeah, yeah, she's doing good. So for, for you, Dr. Joy, now, obviously you were really crushing it. Um, you know, when I talked to you because you've got these consistent strategies, um, and how, how are you handling the, the whole coronavirus situation, right? Like that's probably, that probably threw a curveball. Are you talking about that on social media? And then, and then what's happening with the practice there? What's your advice to other yeah, dentists? And it's, it's so important to keep the patients informed on a, on a, a dental level, too, you know, um, especially now um, as so information-hungry uh, everyone is, let alone my patient base. Yeah. Um, they want to know more. They want to know as much as possible. And they want to know it now, right? Mm-hmm. So they want to make sure that it's current, that mm-hmm. it's current information. This is not news from last week. This is now news. Um so yes, I am uh, talking about it. For example, we just found out uh, yesterday that state of Illinois, um, we originally were going to be able to start practicing again for you know regularly uh, after April seventh. Well, I mean, 
right? That is obviously not, you know, going to happen when we haven't even reached peak yet. Yeah. Correct. So, so they put out a statement saying yesterday saying, look, um, yeah, you guys are closed, you know, for non-essential treatment uh, until, you know, indefinitely. We we don't know when you'll be able to start practicing normally again. So of course I immediately posted that on Facebook, right? And it was the first thing that I went to, you know, um, it's, a, it's a huge amount of text, and 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 I it's the good thing about um, Facebook is that it allows for all of that. It could be as long as you want it to be, unlike LinkedIn, where you mm-hmm. don't have that ability. Yeah, you know, even Twitter for that matter. Yeah. Um, and then with you know, with Instagram, all I did was because it's all text, right? With Instagram, I just put up an image that says, you know, emergency patients only. Mm. And then in the text, I did a little summary of what State of Illinois said. You know, um, and of course, you know, with the, you know, obligatory hashtag. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, I did say it in three different ways um, for the platform and for my audience. Yeah, that's, I think that's gold. You know, I think obviously every platform is different. So you can't use text on Instagram. It doesn't work, right? And then um, you know, on link on Twitter, there is that character limit. And then on, on LinkedIn, obviously it's like a thousand. So you should make your, um, you know, your social media posts context appropriate. And I think that's that's a really great tip as well. Dr. Joy is just obviously crushing it on social. Um, <laughs> So what what is your advice? You know, maybe to get to take a step aside of the marketing. Our number one value at this our company is care. You know, and for Vital Doc Talk, I think it's it's important for doctors obviously to not just care about their patients but their teams. Um, so what is, what is your advice for doctors out there and dentists? Maybe I don't know. Maybe they have to reduce their hours of operation now, right? They can only some of them are are you know really shut down. I talked to a plastic surgeon like two weeks ago, and that's you know he he can't do any of the non essential stuff. What would your tips be for them? Um, well, I am currently working with my office manager who is working with the insurance claims and all that stuff that, you know, are, are coming in, fortunately, you know, and so that we're making sure that every, you know, all eyes are dotted and T's are crossed. So I am working with one member of my team. Normally I have seven people, you know, between my associates and my, my front and back office. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that, uh, are not working with me. You know, I'm being perfectly honest and frank with them. I'm reaching out to them on, you know, pretty much every two to three days. I'm keeping them posted of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be perfectly blunt. I tell them to apply for unemployment. Yeah. I'm in the process, you know, I mean, what, what are we going to do? Let's be real here. Um, I, you know, as an employer, you know, I, I um, submitted for the SBA loan. I And unfortunately in Chicago, we have a city of Chicago resiliency um loan that I literally just applied for. Both of these loans, you have to show that you're paying payroll. So oh. of course I explain that. I mean communication is key and open communication is key. And I want my staff to be talking to me. And this is all by text. We're doing a group text. Wow. You know, and then I might send one separately to my OM. I might send one separately to, you know, just to say that I'm I'm here and I'm caring about you. Because my goal is to be able to pay them, you know, out as soon as I get, you know, these these loans in. Now yeah. that's of course the million dollar question, right? When are we gonna be getting these monies? Yeah. But don't wanna be focusing on that right now. What I want to be focusing on is that I'm still here for you. Um and we are gonna see this, you know, through together and we are gonna make it on the other side and you will be compensated accordingly for this period of time that you're not working here. So once again, I, I know I've said it twice now. I'll say it a third time. Open communication is so important. You Super. Don't want to, 
you don't want the team to feel left out. Never. Um, in the process. And I'm being, and I'm, you know, giving it to like a perfect, you know, um, I'm being completely transparent, 100% transparent on, on where we are right now as an office and as a team and, and where, we, where we're going to be in the future. Yeah. I think that's, that's great advice as always. Uh, so yeah, transparency, that's definitely super key. Um, you know, that's what I've had to do with my own team members as well. Right. And we had a team of 12 and we'll see we're, we're slowly had to reduce hours because so many other industries were hit. Um, you know, yeah. and, and then for, for people out there, you know, maybe dentists that aren't doing essential procedures. Right. Um, <clears throat> What, what I, and I put this on LinkedIn the other day and like, what bothers me is when I get contacted by, by, you know, like a, a, you know, a finance company, such as, I'll just give you an example, like TurboTax, right? Um, and I didn't get an email yeah. from them, but they're like, Hey, this is TurboTax. We're doing great. We're still in business. Thanks. And it's like, that's their coronavirus. And I'm like, really, this is what I'm getting. So I would tell, uh, you know, doctors and other business owners out there is basically make sure you think of the client, you address their needs first in your email, right? Like maybe you're a dentist and you're like, hey, you know, obviously I can't see you. Here are some like top three things you should do to prevent a toothache that maybe you don't normally do. Or if you get one, here are some things you should do before to find out if you should come see me and it turns into an emergency, et cetera, right? Try to give them some kind of extra, extra value that you don't normally don't give to show them that you care and show them that you're really supportive right now because I think right now is also a time where you get to see everybody's true colors in the community. Yeah. You know? Oh amen. So. It's so true. I mean we're all gonna have our good days and bad days, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're all gonna be uh, we're all gonna reach a point, I you know, I'm assuming at some point because we're human, right? Yeah. We're yeah, that that we're gonna reach a point where we're like, okay, I really I'm stuck right now. And mm -hmm. that is okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean that is absolutely fine. You you have your you know get you reach out, you get support. Um because I promise you that other person who's receiving it has already been through it or they're going to be, right? 100%. So yeah. Um, but yes, you're absolutely right with those emails. And originally with Illinois, we were um, supposed to be able to start seeing patients uh, tomorrow. <laughs> wow. And then, yeah, I, I, I mm, and then they postponed it till after April 7th. So now we had this, you know, we moved everyone that we could, you know, so we had a full schedule starting tomorrow. I personally called each and every one of those patients, um, and I and so that I could have a conversation with them. And wow. that, you know, if they wanted to talk with me, they could talk with me, and you know, they could ask questions, and they can express fears, and they could, they you know, whatever, whatever they needed from me, I was able to, you know, hopefully be able to provide for them. And I'm like, you know what? If you thought of something, email me, call me today. You know, Love it. That was, you know, like you said, that extra value. I could not agree with you more. Now is the time to be demonstrating that. 100%, right? And then because once you get out of this, because we know we will, right? Then you're going to have actually a really deep relationship with your clients and your community, right? Your team and even your, mm -hmm. your, your vendors. And that's, you know, you can turn that into a strength, right? And the question yeah. I, I want to ask everybody out there is how are you going to come back and not just come back, but come back stronger? Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the key thing you should use this time to set yourself up to come back stronger for, um, you know, whatever, you know, dentist practice or surgeon or even other business owners listening to this should, should look into. That's great. That's awesome. Dr. Joyce. So um, obviously social media, that's the number one thing right now. Cause that's virtual before this whole Corona eruption. Did you do any person to person type of services? You, you said you did end up buying a practice, right? So um, buying that practice, what was that process like? I think a lot of people, um, you know, especially doctors out there who might be able to afford it, 
or maybe you know have the loans to what would your recommendations be to buying uh, you know another business it's a really great question so you know hindsight's always 2020 um don't don't take the don't take the seller up on their offer to uh provide a lawyer for me oh wow, <laughs> wow. okay noted wow yeah so naive um yeah so you find your own lawyer and uh yeah and and really i mean what you what you pay is really what you're gonna get okay bottom line uh that's number one number two is it's is, is essential essential necessary to look at ar for the last three years um especially for for a doctor who is you know for me dentist who is retiring mm -hmm. um because uh if they have not um in practicing full-time this is going to show how much more work you're going to have to do to retain the patients that they still have and it's also going to reflect the value of of the of the book of business mm -hmm. um and this is this is like the, the book of business right so when it comes to when it comes to a dental office and i'm assuming a medical office too you've got two things one you've got the equipment mm -hmm. and you've got the book of patients mm -hmm. and if you don't have that book um, yeah, okay, great. You've got the equipment, but that really is going to reflect the value. And yeah. The most important thing is to really understand and to figure out and to go through all the different um, reports to show that, you know, this book of patients is legit, it's, it's, it's real. And if that doctor isn't willing or broker isn't willing to share that information with you, move on. Walk away. It's not worth it. It's going to bite you in the butt in the long run. Yeah. Um, once again, we need to be as transparent with you on their practice as you are going to be with them with your tax returns to show that, you know, you can be getting the money to be able to buy the practice or that you already have the money. It goes both ways. If they need, they need those the reports generated, then you, you should be expecting, they should be handing it to you, no questions, ask all the reports that you need to show value for this practice. Um, so that, those are the two biggest things that I can, I can say about, um, you know, anyone who's been practicing, um, even for a little bit will know when they walk into a, a dental office, for example, the quality, um, of the equipment and how well it's been treated and how old the equipment is. So are you willing to deal with older equipment? Um, and if you are fantastic, but one of the things that fortunately didn't, didn't really affect me until 14 years of me owning my practice mm -hmm. That's, that's awesome. I mean, this is, that's really solid advice. And um, in terms, and it sounds like, you know, at, at the core of it, it's really doing your due diligence. And, and anybody that doesn't know what AR, by the way, is it's annual revenue for your business. It's yearly revenue. 
Um, and MRR is monthly revenue, monthly recurring revenue, actually, who I get there. Um, but basically, yeah, knowing the annual revenue um, past three years, down to the chairs, I love that. So it's really doing your due diligence. Did you have anyone you talked to in the beginning process or now do you have somebody in your network that you go to for this kind of information or is it really you, you have to learn through experience first? You know, that's a really good question. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it's interesting to look at it now in the perspective of me being a business owner, um, a general business owner versus when I was first starting out. Mm -hmm. When I first started out as an associate, I had been practicing seven years when I bought the practice. Mm -hmm. um, so at that time, uh, I was working in an area that was very competitive dental-wise. Mm -hmm. There were a lot, there was a very high saturation of dentists. Mm -hmm. So it was very competitive. And so, therefore, it was very difficult to um, to really count on anyone or to really trust anybody, or at least this was my opinion, mm -hmm. to really trust anyone. And I didn't know where to go or how to reach out for a mentor. Yes. Um, but finding a mentor is, is critical and key if you want to be successful. Finding someone that has same uh, values, um, same ethics that you do, similar... Um, uh, ways of why you practice dentistry. So for example, I mean, if you really want to treat kids, you're not going to be, you know, really, your mentor is not going to be someone that only does root canals, right? Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, oil and water. That's not going to, you know, that's 100%. not going to help you at all. 100%. But, if you're going to, but finding that mentor, finding that person, and you only need one. I mean, really, because that one person is going to know a lot of people and will guide you um, as much as you want to be, you know, you know, with your hand held, as much as you want it. That was, that was a, um, that was someone that I didn't have. Now I have a lovely group of dentists. I think I'm just more confident in my own dentistry and my own business that I that I feel more confident to reach out and ask for help. Um, but but no one should feel bad um, about asking for help. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone has been there, done that. Exactly. You know, it's something they, and, and have gone through it. And if this is what I did. This is what I should have done. This is what I would recommend now for the times. Uh, but yeah, keyword mentor. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, every doctor, you know. Yeah, for sure. Definitely agree. Even Dr. Dre, you know, every doctor <laughs> had to start somewhere except, yeah. But yeah. Um, so in terms of uh, uh, finding a mentor and reaching out, because I 100% agree myself, actually, I started, uh, you know, a, a network for your startup co-founders and, and business owners here locally in Seattle that I run for free every month. What is your message to, you know, let's say you're a doctor or a dentist and you want to get a mentor. How would you, you know, let's say maybe somebody wants you as a mentor, right? How should they approach that person, right? Maybe they don't know you, you know, their network's not as big. You go through colleagues, you know, I don't know. What are your tips for getting that first mentor and, and messaging them? What, what should they say? That's an excellent question. So um, we all are required to take certain number of continuing education classes, right? Each mm -hmm. state is different, but I believe every state is required a certain number of them have to be live, which means you have to have button seat, you know, listening to a lecture. Yes. And you're and you're, of course you're gonna be attending lectures on materials, you know, that you are interested in, in any way, right? So this person who's speaker, generally speaking, is gonna be someone that you are going to be respecting and have a similar ilk, right? Yes. So there hasn't been one lecture in the 20, you know, 21 years I've been practicing. There has never been a lecturer that says, don't reach out to me about it. No, that's not, that's not their game. You know, they're speaking because they care about it. Not every, you know, dentist or doctor wants to be a speaker. 
mm-hmm. right? So the ones that are speaking are the ones that really truly feel they have a passion for the material that they have and they really want to share it. They really want it, that engagement. They really want to present. They really want to help their audiences learn. And so therefore, they almost expect a you know some kind of you know response back. So there, there's always an email. There's always a phone number. They will tell you how they want to be reached. Wow. Um, and and then you and then you know go for it. Or at the end of, you know at the end of the meeting, at the end of the lecture, you know or, you know they will hand out cards. You hand them your card. There hasn't been one speaker that I that I've chosen to reach out to that has not reached back. And we had a conversation, and and a relationship developed. Love it. Um, and it, you know, I mean, and you know, and, and that person was there when I needed them at that time. And is it something? Is it someone that I'm going to be constantly, you know, uh, engaging with? Maybe not. Uh, but that's something that should be expressed as well. Look, I really appreciate what you talked today. Uh, it really spoke to me. I feel I can learn a lot from you. Um, do you um, provide mentoring? And, they, and they're going to be perfectly honest with you. No, I really don't. But I promise you they're going to know someone who does. That's fantastic. And once again, that person is going to be a similar ilk because that's who they relate to. Love so it. through one, you meet one. I truly believe through one, you meet one. So, yeah, approaching that speaker, they're incredibly approachable. Um, they, they generally speak at most, you know, point. My personal opinion, if I'm speaking out to a crowd and their speaker is saying, absolutely not. <laughs> then they should only be doing Zoom virtual presentations. Um, yeah, they yeah, should I not. Mean, yeah. there, there, isn't, I, there hasn't been, honestly, one speaker that I haven't approached myself that hasn't been incredibly generous with their time, information, education. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's what I think. 100% agree. I think, you know, if, if you're in the public, then you've got to be accessible to the public. You know, you can't just say what you want to say. And, um, exactly. and if somebody says no to mentorship, maybe you can ask them a different question. Say, hey, well, what books do you recommend? And you get in there that way to start. And then you can always reach out to Brilliant. the authors. And then lastly, for, for my first interview I did with uh, my friend Omar, he said, uh, you know, especially for doctors and dentists, um, you know, where you have practices, you're not competing, you know, through the whole U.S. One thing right now, even as everyone's kind of stuck home and they're more receptive to talking to one another, is you yeah. guys you guys can all potentially, you know, get three to five other, um, you know, mem- other basically colleagues in the same industry as you, right? And then you guys can have a mastermind call once, you know, once a week or once every two weeks virtually on Google Hangouts and you're not even competing. So you guys are really comfortable to be open and honest with one another. So and let me let me tell you right now, I'm, I'm so sorry to interrupting, but I no. have to say this. Mm-hmm. Especially going out with COVID, it's even more prominent now, but it was pretty prominent before. Facebook has these closed panel groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and they range everything from dentists against corona versus you know, there's uh, dentist dentists in business. Uh, I mean, there. I mean, every possible topic in dentistry you could possibly think of. I promise you, there's a closed Facebook group. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, so finding someone either in your. I mean, if you attend, you know, American Dental Association or your local dental societies, I promise you, there's a way to get into one of these groups. And then once you're invited into one, I promise you that you know that's just the stepping stone. Um, and the amount of information that is generated. Uh, that people are willing to give to those that are in this group are—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It really is. Um, There—it's priceless. It really is. Now, granted, let's be honest, we're also human too, so sometimes it gets a little political and all that stuff. I'm sure. But for the most part, you know, you—you say—you start off by saying, "Hey, I'm a new dentist. I'm really scared right now about what's going on here. 
you know, what's going on right now, you know, what are you guys doing about this? You know, and then I, I promise you that the responses will be hang in there, so incredibly supportive, and then a lot of them will provide tips if you want. And then you can reach out to those particular dentists on their own saying, hey, I really appreciate, you know, you being there for me, you know, and then you can start a conversation that way. Yeah. Um, it's been that, I mean, once again, it is, there, there is no price for the amount of information that's generated in those groups. Perfect. Yeah. And I 100% agree. And even if you're not new, you know, I'll say this for the people that are not new out there. If you, let's say I, uh, in our, uh, one of our groups, there was a guy, he had, he had six offices locations and he had to close down four of them, Dr. Joy. So, you know, yeah. And he's, um, you know, yeah, he's a doctor dealing with his own issues, but I would say every, you know, everyone's different, but even if you're in that situation, I would urge you to do the same thing, reach out say, Hey, you know, this is the hit I took. And your colleagues will should definitely understand during these times, at least the ones you want for support, because now's the time everybody will show their real colors in the industry. Yeah. And um, Dr. Joy, thank you so much. You've been phenomenal. Um, any last uh, words of wisdom for the for the audience? Any other vital doc talk? I'm sure I could talk to you for like another hour. Thank you. I know, right? I feel like I do too. Um, exactly. Uh, okay. So for right now, um, putting things off, being a procrastinator during this time is not not good yeah uh, then it'll never get done and as for me personally i can be a lazy couch potato at that in a snap yeah. on the couch with my chips and dips and watching whatever netflix is netflix is throw at me right yeah <laughs> um, so my <laughs> i mean literally tiger king oh my god yeah and tiger I mean, king is everywhere oh my god okay so anyway so like i said like i you know like i said before me, me being here at the office makes me, requires me to be focusing on my practice every single day for eight hours. And I leave here, you know, knowing that I've accomplished something that is helping to push my practice forward, even without me seeing patients. And I, and I can't stress that enough. Even if it's just a little something, you're, if you're a mom, if you're a dad, and you've, you've got to be teaching your kids right now, and you just don't have that kind of time, then, then, you know, block out a period of time for your practice, if it, even if it's just posting. Um, putting yourself out there will continue to keep uh, you in your patients, your clients' minds, and so that when we do get out from this on the other side, you know, they're not going to be like, well, where the heck was Dr. Smith? Dr. Smith has been with you all along. Love it. Yeah, 100% agree, you know, and I think, you know, I, I listened to the interview with I think Anthony Fossey, I think is how you say his name. He predicts 100,000, 200,000 deaths is what he said. So he didn't want to be held to that. Yeah. But um, yeah. so it's going to get worse, guys. But, you know, right now is not that. So if you procrastinate, it's just going to get worse. So you got to you got to just focus on what you can control. Block out that time. Like Dr. Joy said, it's great advice. Um, Dr. Joy, if anybody out there, any dentist, et cetera, wants to or, you know, whatever patients even if they want to reach out to you, you know, yeah. where should they go? What, what should they do? If I had all this extra time on my hands, my, my website is, is currently under review. So I would recommend just emailing me directly. And my, my email is J as in Joy, V as in Victor, P as in Paul, Dent. Mm-hmm. So those are my initials, JVP Dent mm-hmm. at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from anyone who is interested in having a conversation. Okay, thank you. And that was another Vital Doc Talk podcast. And I hope you guys took something away. Thank you, Dr. Joy. Awesome. You're welcome. Have a great day.